I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy podcast with me, Alison Perry. This week, my guest is Binky Felstead, who you very possibly know from her time on TV show Made in Chelsea. Binky is a mum to two-year-old India, who was actually napping while we chatted over a cuppa in Binky's West London home. And then India woke up and Binky hit pause on our chat while she took her to nursery, proving that mum life never stops, even if you're a celebrity. It was really great to chat to Binky about her experiences as a mum, about the mummy tribe retreats that she runs and about mum shaming, which is something that all of us, I'm sure, have dealt with in some form. You know, when you get a snarky comment on a Facebook post or in a WhatsApp group from someone making a bit of a judgment about your parenting choices like, oh, I can't believe you've given them fish fingers again or how much screen time your kids have. I'm sure we have all been there. So it was really great to hear from Binky Um, on what she thinks about mum shaming and so much more about motherhood. So I hope you enjoy listening to our chat. Binky, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me on the podcast. We're sat here in your lovely home drinking a cup of tea. (laughs) We're Earl Grey, which I think is very fitting. um, Because it's quite a posh tea, isn't it? It's quite apparently, but you're not supposed to have milk with Earl Grey. I know, I know. I'm really bad. I do always have milk. I have to have milk with it. It doesn't feel right. It really doesn't. No. Luckily, I had sugar. I was going to give you some honey in that as well, because we don't normally have sugar in I love it. Do you know what? The first time I ever had Earl Grey, I ordered regular tea. I got Earl Grey, and I was convinced that somebody hadn't washed the cup up, and it oh. still tasted of lemon washing up liquid. That's how uncouth oh, I am. Not, do you not like it? No, How's I do. That? I do that like good, it. Is that a good cup of I do tea? like it. I just wasn't expecting it. I'd never had Earl Grey before. I had no idea it had a citrusy I didn't, I taste. Even, I can't even... I think my, my, I've always had Earl Grey. I've never known, <laughs> felt the citrusy part of it before. I love it. Yeah, I think I'm probably like a PG Tips girl through and through. I like a good old PG Tips. Yeah. Uh, on a hangover, that oh, sorts you out. Yeah, it really yeah. does. So, motherhood. What kind of mum would you say that you are? Mm. Um, I think I'm quite relaxed, laid back, kind of... Um, well, I think my mum's had a bit of an influence on me on that because she's always said, well, back in my day, we never used to worry about this, that and the other. And, you know, it's all very chilled. And I think because of that, I've taken on that approach. Yeah. And in return, I feel India's kind of really chilled 
because of it. Yeah. Um, Kids definitely do reflect back the way you are with them. Yeah. And I think that parents who have more than one child quite often say, the with my first, third, yeah. I was really stressed mm. and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And then that, that the baby was quite fussy. And then second, third child calm chilled because you kind of feel a bit more relaxed so that's so nice that you're first you've been like that yeah but also I am the third child I was right. 10 years after I was, I was yeah my, 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 I'm a coil baby and so oh, my mom, yeah. a coil baby I was, I'm, I was a complete surprise right. mistake but mum says surprise obviously and um and I think because I was the third and so young I was 10 years younger than my brother and my sister I was completely like left to my own devices obviously I had a lovely upbringing amazing upbringing but it was, it was very chilled yeah and um kind of got away with what I wanted to do you know I was told off if I was naughty but it was very kind of relaxed yeah it was in the country so it was just I kind of want to replicate that for India how did you find having a 10 year age gap between you and your next siblings I've got eight years between my eldest and my two baby twins so, yeah I quite like it did, did I got you? away with all, all sorts and also I had a cooler <laughs> older brother did um, they hang out with you or were they a little bit like no they were, too, they were too odd to hang out with me but I mm. used to um I like worshipped my brother growing up and I think the older I got the more I worshipped him I mean he did all his good looking friends coming to stay at the weekends and the best parties and you know it was all like a really fun my house you know growing up was a very open door policy like all my friends and like my parents friends used to come over whenever they wanted yeah and there's always a bottle of wine kicking about or whatever and it's just a very really I love that's why I love being around people I want the same when I have my house I want it to be kind of really open door policy sociable yeah yeah I think India's also really sociable because since she was a baby obviously I haven't got a nine-to-five job I kind of go here I go there I've got random meetings or what what not and I've always taken her with me to everything so in return I feel like she's really sociable and quite chilled like I mean, I'll say that. There's a couple of times recently where, <laughs> where I've had to, like, go home early because it's the terrible twos, I call it now. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely a tricky issue. We were saying this, weren't yes. we, before we started recording, that, yeah. that two is challenging, mm. but it's it's so much fun, but you definitely have moments where you're just, like... You, 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 I'm a so slave. Your blood pressure is rising, yeah. and you're like, oh. I'm definitely a slave. I, I mean, even... So she's not feeling very well today, so I was like, right, you can get... Watch Peppa Pig in Mummy's bed, get under the... And she gets under, and she gets really excited, and then... I found myself giving her, like, feeding her her fish, her fish and chips and, and, like, things in bed. I was thinking, what am I doing? She's like, mom, ordering me up and down the stairs. Oh, living her best I life. Really Peppa was. Pig and lunch in bed. Yeah, being fed to her, spoon-fed to her. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit envious. I know, I wish I was still that age. Well, that's so nice, then, that you, it does sound like you are replicating that kind of relaxed attitude. And it's, you know... Yeah, it's, it's, it's relaxed, but it's also strict. I don't want her to get away with something that she's not supposed to, or... I, I always find um, it's very hard to like other people's children. Do you know what? You're so, you're yeah. so right. And I don't like particularly many children other than my own, my, <laughs> my own daughter. Um, but that's because I think the parents have either kind of maybe sport them a little bit or they haven't kind of given them the... You know, I, I, was, I was told off properly and you now I had a lot of respect for my parents in being told off and whatever. So um, I think it's, you've got to kind of make sure other people like your children. <laughs> I think boundaries are important, yes, aren't they? Of course, and yeah. yeah, teaching your kids boundaries and it's really hard sometimes though to enforce those when actually the easiest thing to do would just be to kind of let things go and let mm. things slide and mm. you know, it's oh, no one said parenting is easy. So no. and what have the highs and lows been for you in the last two years? Um, highs and lows. I think just watching her develop every day. I mean she's starting to say little sentences now and obviously her walking was really exciting. Um just watching her develop into a 
little human being. I mean, and she's a really fun, really happy little one as well. She loves dancing and she's very creative. Um, I think the lows are when you're just feeling completely shot, tired, um, drained, there's things going on in my life that, you know, hasn't been particularly pleasant. So I think that's probably definitely the lows, but no matter how low you're feeling, you, you, it's, it's actually you still get up and do yeah, it every day and yeah. actually that makes you feel better yeah but you've got to but no yeah. choice no matter what well, no, exactly whatever crap's going on yeah you know and it makes everything so much better yeah just taking her to the park you know um and just and it sounds so corny but like i sort of appreciate everything so much more now even like just nature and getting out it's a drizzly day i take it to the park and it's just so good to be outside and yeah. watching her have fun so, it gives you perspective, doesn't yeah. it? Also, I think it, being a parent sometimes makes you really think about things that you take for granted. So as a kind of weird example, I remember when my daughter was about three, walking along, walking her to nursery, and her saying to me, but mummy, where... I, th- I think we passed some people digging the road up. Yeah. And she mentioned Peppa Pig and how they dig up the road on Peppa Pig. And I, she was like, why are they doing that? And I was like, well, there are pipes under there. So I started explaining to her how water and gas and electricity get into our homes. And I was thinking, oh this gosh. is amazing. Yeah. Like, we live in such an amazing world. And I take it all for granted. I mean, I'm surprised you managed to tell her that that works. <laughs> I, I am, that's why I'm dreading homework. I'm going to be so awful at getting homework no, no, back. No, no, no. Do, do you know what? The, the kind of, the, the key to homework is that as a parent, you're not Google. really meant, you're not, well, Google for a start, <laughs> but you're not meant to actually help them do it in that you're not meant to give them the answers so it's totally fine Um, if you don't know the answer to be throwing it back to the child and say well if you don't know that then just put what you think yes okay I like that because actually teachers don't like it when kids come in with work that's clearly been done by the parents giving them the answers yeah okay so it's that's a good get out clause I like that okay perfect so I'm really panicking about that remember that remember that for the next few years um what, what, how would you describe your first year of motherhood? Because it can be quite a kind of brutal, mm. emotionally as well as physically tough time. I was, I, I, I was one of the first of my friends to have a baby, um, get pregnant, have babies. So actually, it was all really exciting. Um, of course, I don't really remember the first few weeks, but I remember just getting on with it. And like my mum, you know, I remember breastfeeding and trying to exclusively breastfeed. I had, I think we had friends upstairs having, um, cooking us dinner and I was downstairs on the phone to my mum FaceTime just crying my eyes out mm. because I wasn't producing enough milk she was a really hungry baby I didn't want to give her formula but my mum was like give her the blooming formula, formula. if you're yeah. this tired you're trying hardest give yourself a break and that's why I'm such a massive advocate for obviously don't put yourself under so much pressure because we're all doing the best we can and you know your baby's going to be absolutely fine Yeah. and so I remember um, being past a glass of red wine and just literally going formula wine and that just completely cut and just hearing someone say take the pressure off yourself and that's a, I think that's such a massive thing when I have my friends that are now getting pregnant is just to say just do what you can yeah don't put too much pressure on yourself and don't listen to too much advice because there's so much conflicting advice there's so there. much advice and it can be really confusing especially yeah. when you also that's... have like relatives or friends yes. saying, well this is what I did yeah and of course parents do do that my yeah. mum did do that but I actually would prefer her to be like that than well I hope you've written down how much you fed her at this time and what boob and blah 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 like that would just be in, I couldn't work like that yeah. I just I hate I would hate that but of course if you do it your own way there's no 
everyone's great doing the best thing they doing the, be, the, be, the best they can yeah um but I think that was the scare I think more for me than anything it was just the fear of the unknown and what I was what people were telling me was going to happen mm. but did, I, did you get scare stories did you get people yeah, saying loads to you of scare I'd never wash be able to wash my teeth or you know have a shower again how my my never again yeah that's it. never again not for, no not for ages how my because I was, I was 27 28 I can't remember when I had India so I was still quite young and my mm. friends was like I told you I was still going out and I thought well my my I'm gonna be so boring now no one's gonna want to hang out with me and actually I didn't want to hang out with them anymore I've got my old my new group of mummy friends that I adore mm. and I have way more fun than I ever have done and I don't want to go out I don't occasionally like go for dinners or have people over but I didn't realize that my my life would change so much for the better yeah so and I thought it was gonna go really downhill and like you know but I know that I was very lucky I know that's not the same for everyone and I really feel that for people and you were clearly ready for that change because I guess some people might still kind of feel total FOMO when they see their friends going out I don't I don't feel FOMO I think it's um I just think I've grown up so much and I needed to grow up quite a lot and I've grown up so much since having her and I and I have never been happier um even though circumstances have been tricky recently um, I've got my angel now and I call her that like she's just she's everything to me and then I don't really care what you know uh, all I can do all I could be is the best version of myself for her yeah that's so nice um, are, you, are you still involved with running the mummy tribe yes because that's um, looking at what you were doing with that what you are doing with that it feels like that's very much creating um, support for yes. new mums yeah was that important to you that you do something absolutely to... well it was originally just going to be a boot camp for um well it's going to be a boot camp before I got pregnant then I got pregnant and I had India and then I was like right I need to kind of somebody send this baby weight I wasn't feeling happy with myself and there was nowhere that I could take India to I didn't want to leave her I wanted to take her with me she was you know a few months old it's I didn't so there was nothing out there so I was like cool well I'll just make my own one up then we know and so um it started off as being a boot camp for new mums to bring their babies and they've got a full-time crash team there. But then we quick, quickly realised it's so much more than fitness. It's obviously mental health, the, we, we, um, the lifestyle, you know, everything. We forget that um, we're, we're literally supposed to know everything at, at once and there's, you know, there's everything supposed to be kind of planned out, but it's not. So what we've done with Mummy Tribe is get about 15 mums with their babies to come down have a bit of that you time back their kids can be are in the crash team if they want them to be you know all day and um we have everything from a sleep coach physiotherapist psychotherapist nutritionists um stylists we've got secret spa there which is a beauty therapy so you can come down and get all this information under one roof and you're all in the same boat and you meet everyone's kind of made friends it's like another nct group kind of thing that's so nice so it's really important because we've got so many mums that have come and said oh god i felt I really hate my husband. You know, they all sit around the table after a bottle of wine. And then I really hate my husband. He gets to go off to work every day and I feel so shit just oh, sat I, there. I was that person. Yeah. When, my, when I had my first, my, my husband was going off to work every day. I was just like, this is so unfair. Yeah. But also, they were all really freaking out, being like, I think I want a divorce. And then, and they're, and they're getting more and more wine in them. They're going, oh my God, don't worry, me too. I feel exactly the same way. And then they were going, me too, me too. And everyone just started talking about how they all hated their husbands or how they felt this way or that way and everyone just said yes we all feel the same and yeah. it made everyone just go 
oh, okay, we're feeling that's normal. It's, it's so such normal. a relief, isn't it, to yeah. kind of feel, to kind of have that, that feeling of I'm not alone in whatever it is yeah. you're thinking. Absolutely. No, knowing that it's not just you yes. experiencing that. Yeah, it's so reassuring, isn't it? Absolutely. And even just, you know, you know, one in three, I believe, mothers have postnatal depression, and I didn't know that. Mm. And we've had so many mums that didn't realise that they're suffering. Yeah. And they've had a, they've had a one-on-one um, counselling session, and they've come out just so relieved and feeling so much better and it's just amazing that they they come away and some of them have said listen that was the best you know experience and they've got their husbands to meet up afterwards and they're all kind of oh, hanging really? out really yeah so it's really lovely <laughs> oh I love it it sounds so so good um so you've recently announced that you're in a new relationship can we talk about that yes we yeah, can yeah. I don't want to delve into it I'm not like <laughs> I'm not going to ask you for any any, uh, any details yeah. but, um, but you, you guys look really happy together I yeah. saw you did a thing in was it Hello Magazine yeah yeah he looks so happy yeah he hated doing that did he <laughs> I did wonder because he's, he's a, not he's a businessman yeah he, he basically just went along with the fact that he's like it'd be really um big-headed of me to think that people actually be interested in me it's more he's do, he's done it for me yeah um and he's like do you know what you should try everything once i've worked out it's definitely not for me um i did wonder that when i saw when i saw the uh, spreads you know yeah. in hello i thought yeah he's a businessman is yeah. he a bit like oh this yeah. is a bit cringe he, did, he didn't like it did and he would, but again um he's just kind of really open to trying like new things like i said and he said right do you know what i've done it now it was, I didn't like it, so that's it now. <laughs> but it's still, it's a nice way of you to kind of announce your relationship. That was it. And... I think the main thing for me doing it is not because I wanted him and I to be in Hello Magazine, even though I loved the publication. They followed my story for ages with India. Um, it was more the fact that I wanted to get my, well, the, the actual facts straight, because there's so much hearsay and speculation in the press um, about everything, you know, anyone does. And rather than just being pictured out with Max and then, you know, it's all like this this kind of people delving people into delving on all you know unsources are speaking about yeah. so it just was like right here's the facts here's what's going on cool there you get done and yeah. then that's it do you know what I mean that must be really hard though like especially being a mum how do you how do you handle being in the public eye and having people delving and having like a source says I mean that whole kind of Colleen Rooney thing like oh recently <laughs> where a friend of hers yeah. was apparently um, giving information to a newspaper. Yeah, like, I mean, how do you handle that? I've actually never really had that before. I've been fairly lucky with the press. Um, I kind of always wore my heart on my sleeve, so what you see is what you get with me. And I don't think I'm really that interesting, to be honest. But <laughs> I, um, I think it was all very... It was lots of hype around India, me being pregnant. Mm. And obviously, when I had India, I was being followed left, right and centre by perhaps. And Why it was quite... It was really irritating. And, um, but now it's kind of... It's really calmed down. And I think it's... It's more of if anyone ever says anything about me, my parenting, that's I, that's when I will bite back um, if it's unjustified. But if they talk about me or whatever, I don't really care because it's great. You can block people on Instagram. So <laughs> you never, no one ever looks in the public eye on Daily Mail comments because they're always horrific. I yeah. mean, you could be having your, you could be you know have a terminal illness and it would still be your fault by a commenter. So there's no point. They're all just horrific people writing those things. I, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I I can think about this quite a lot, and I I do wonder about the people who. Comment. comment on the Daily Mail exactly. or send, you know, really unkind DMs on Instagram, that kind of thing. And I, my theory, and it's not groundbreaking, is that these people are genuinely unhappy in some yeah. way and that they're looking to bring other people down, yeah. and, you know. Um, like you say, you know, you could have a, you could have 
a really inspirational piece about somebody who's had a terminal illness and people will still find some way to criticize and bring them down. It's disgusting. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we were talking about Max. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what were your thoughts on introducing India to him? Because obviously I'm, I'm guessing you were cautious about Yeah. About um I kind of just, obviously, I waited as long as possible, so I knew that it was serious, and um, I, was, I was obviously very nervous. He's actually got loads of nieces and nephews, and so he was really kind of cool about it, but... Um, were you nervous about telling him that you were a mum, or you oh are God, a mum? was mom? the first thing I said when he came up to me at the bar. You said that in Hello Magazine, yeah, didn't you? I remember reading I, that. I was like, so what do you do? And I was like, I'm a mum. I think that's the most nerve-wracking thing. Uh, I I um I was just really scared because I didn't really know any single mums in my position, friends wise, and um and I felt like oh my gosh I'm, no one's gonna want me because I've got you know a kid, and I'm 28 or nine or whatever and I I just kind of felt really scared about it all and my mum said darling you'll filter out the wankers. <laughs> Do you know what that is so true? <laughs> yeah. Because actually I mean that's not to say that everyone who doesn't want children is a wanker yeah but you would filter out those who were weren't serious yeah, yeah and who exactly. were maybe or, or maybe just a bit uh, you know a bit immature yeah, exactly. and not at that place in their life yeah and I really wasn't up for I didn't expect to meet someone as quickly um I wasn't really kind of thinking I mean I remember he tried to, to pursue it and ask me on dates um, after we met and I kept putting him off and off and off and off and in the end my mum was like you've got like, what was it I got I kept saying to mummy I don't I can't do it I'm not ready I'm not ready blah 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 India's my focus and everything and she and I got this message from this one this girl random lady on my Instagram inbox and I, I do read through my messages occasionally and it was this amazing message and I needed to hear it exactly that time it said something like Binky my husband and I or boyfriend and I have broken up and it's and I haven't been able to meet anyone because I won't let myself meeting and meet anyone, and I'm really, I feel slightly resentful that I that I'm spending all my time with my kids and not giving myself a life, and I'm potentially missing out and meeting missing out and meeting the love of my life and to make me happy again with someone. And she said, so I really hope that you're not closing any doors, and I really hope you're kind of not too scared to meet someone because I've done I'm doing that now and it's not making me happy. And I told my mum this, and she goes, well, that's a bit of a sign, really. Yeah. Like, just go for it. Did you message her back and, and tell her? I said, thank you so much. This message was amazing. Like, it was such a... And it's, you get, I get loads of messages every day, and they're always like, oh, you know, what's India wearing? What are you wearing? Blah, 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 what are you doing? 
Um, but that was a really lovely, poignant message that mm. I just really needed to hear. Yeah. And mum's like, you need to look after yourself. You need to make sure that you're kind of, you're, you're young. You need to have, you know, keep, be taken out, have, be spoiled a little bit. Um, have you heard that, that, that saying, you can't pour from an empty cup? Yeah, exactly. I think that really applies where you actually do have to focus on yourself and your needs yes. and what makes you happy yeah. in order to be a really great mum. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that, that's it, really. Like, it was... I went on the first date, it was amazing, and here we are now. Yeah. yeah. And and he's, like, obviously, I'm guessing, loves hanging out with India. Yeah. And yeah, he's brilliant. That's they, so they nice. Really, they're, yeah, they're great. They're, she loves him, he loves her. So we were talking about um, how you feel um, about uh, being a mum in the public eye. Yes. And, um, you know, coping with comments that you get and messages um, and I've seen you speaking um, in the past about mum shaming mm-hmm. and this is something that I want to ask you about because it really feels like something that's happening increasingly mm. why do you think that is well for anyone who's listening who isn't aware of what mum shaming is explain explain what, what it it's is basically um, it's normally through social media and it's kind of pulling you up on something that they don't agree on um, quite nasty actually um, I haven't really experienced too much mum shaming I mean the ones I've got I immediately screenshot put them in my stories and say right go <laughs> and like with a binky like people just go rah 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 literally and it's ridiculous things like oh well, you shouldn't send India to the nursery. She's still too young. Or I can't believe you give her fish fingers. It's like her, stupid. And it's the stuff that I actually find hysterical because it's not. It's not. I'm quite strong to that. Um, but then there's women out there who aren't as strong as I am to that. That are taking it personally and can get really upset. And I think I just like to kind of publicly shame them. And so you're you're, you're shaming the shamers. Yeah, exactly. And, and because I just let the, the binky following just go for them, and they yeah. end up taking themselves off Instagram for a few days or hours or whatever because they get so much abuse back. And I know that's probably not the most uh, adult way to kind of deal with it. But I'm just thinking, I, I'm tired. I can't be bothered with this. Like I, I'm not even going to. You are completely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but again, it's that, it's like the da- Daily Mail uh, commenters. Like you just don't think they can't be particularly happy themselves. Um, and anyone that has such strong opinions, and I, uh, that's I'm never going to get on with someone like that anyway. Like I'm kind of just, I've never really been to, I've never been opinionated really. I don't think I ever, sh- I don't think anyone really should be unless it's something horrific what you're doing. Mm. I know, but I just, I've never really been one for kind of confrontation. But that's the only thing I will bite on back, is if anyone questions what I'm doing with my daughter. It's none of your business. We're all doing the best we can. We really are. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Because I really feel like there's something that shifts when we become mums. And I'm saying mums rather than parents, because this doesn't seem to be something that dads experience as much. Um, Something shifts, and people feel that it's okay to share their opinions, Mm. no matter what the opinion is, what the situation is and what the topic is whereas there seems to be more of a filter before you become a mum yeah why do you think that is i have no idea i think obviously social media's got a huge part to play in it no one actually is saying anything face to face yeah and also even if you're just literally commenting on someone's facebook status like i really feel like mum shaming isn't something that only affects binky because you know she's in the public eye You could post a picture of your kid eating fish fingers on Facebook and someone could comment saying, oh, like, that's I'm surprised you're feeding yeah. your child fish fingers. Yeah, yeah. And that is mum shaming. But also, again, my mum's always said, you ate exactly, you know, I, 
I I ate fish fingers. She used to like be so blase about not having to eat at the table occasionally. And I'm absolutely fine. I eat everything mm. apart from anchovies. I hate anchovies. But <laughs> I eat everything. And I've got a really healthy appetite with food. And it's not even just about that. I think it's if you put those people in a room with you, they won't say anything. Yeah. And if I comment back to one of them saying, I'm really sorry for like that, they'll be nice back. But people, I think, I think people definitely feel that there's a, this anonymity of being online and they forget that there's a real person yes. reading the comments. They don't know what's going on in my life. They can see from pictures. I mean, Instagram makes people's lives seem amazing and it's all quite fake, actually. Um, I like to be able to post both sides. Yeah. Um, but of course, it's a bit of a CV Instagram, so you kind of don't want to post the bad stuff all the time. You kind of want to you know, promote things that, you know, happiness and whatever. Yeah. Um, but actually, I think people that uh, are commenting have no idea what's going on in my my personal life um and if if i mean i doubt i dread, I dread to think what what they what they do if someone did the same to them i know that's, that's the, the thing, thing isn't it yeah. uh, have you seen that there's a fairly new function on instagram where you can kind of hide someone's comment but they don't know that you've done it so it disappears oh. so if someone's just being really mean to you and you don't want to kind of delete it, delete it because angry. yeah that might you know, make them worse but, no, also you, but also you don't want to get into a conversation with them about it you can i think there's some sort of hide button but they think their comment is still that's there that's amazing <laughs> well done instagram i think it's one of the things that they're rolling out to try and stop bullying on instagram amazing, so they're yeah. i think they're really thinking about kids and teenagers using it yeah. and i'm dreading and getting instagram mm. like dreading it There'll be something new by then. It won't even be Instagram. It'll be... I just, I just really... I just wished... I really loved... I mean, bullying happens at school. We all know that. And it's, you know... Unless it's really horrific bullying. Like, I was I was technically bullied at school, but it wasn't, you know, physical. And it was just not very nice. I didn't have a great... I hated my school. school schools. I went to eight. Um, you went to eight schools? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, I wasn't naughty. I just kept being moved around a lot. Um... And I feel like it was just, but thank God there was no Facebook or, oh. or Instagram then because that's the last thing our kids need is that. And I hate the fact that these girls are kind of modelling themselves and other people in the public eye and trying to look like, I don't know, just, it makes, they're growing up, the girls are growing up too quickly. They are. I read this amazing blog post the other day. Um, I will uh, pop a link to it in the show notes of this episode, actually. And it's basically all the things that your teenager is doing to uh, hide what they're doing online. So, So it's basically telling you all of the kind of tricks they're using so that if you're one step ahead and you're aware of what they're doing but the ultimate message of this blog post is talk to your kids mm. so just have that two-way conversation and if they know that they can come and talk to you about stuff then that's kind of how yeah. you get to the bottom of this I, my friend was telling me about i think it's the same one it's um how you bring up your how you bring up your children? Well, oh, I can't remember. I need to. I'll, I'll try and remember it. But it's something very similar to that. I can't remember who wrote, who did it though. But it's a book that I really want to um, read, and it's basically just saying how you should bring. I'm not going to go into it. Is it, is it the Philippa Perry book? Is it that? I had her on the podcast it's, a few oh, months did ago. You? Yeah. Yeah, she's a um, psychotherapist. Oh, I was going to try and get it up. But it's all about how you were brought up as a kid, and then yes, how how yes. that affects how you yes. how you parent your children. Yeah, yeah. yeah and no, I really want to read. You should that. read it. It's brilliant. Is it? It's amazing. 
Yeah. Okay, and it really makes you think about why you do. I mean, obviously, you were talking about how, you know, the positives mm. of how you parent India and how you're being influenced by your mum. Um, but it also talks about maybe negative things. And it's, yeah. it's one of those books that is a little bit uncomfortable to read. I feel like even you just saying that, I'm like, okay, what are the negatives? I think my negative would be the fact I... Because my mum literally... I know most mums would die for their children, but my mum literally, like, that's all she thinks about is what I do every day. <laughs> and, like, she's she says I haven't got a life. All I do is live my life vicariously through you. And, like, you are the one thing that... It's, it's, she calls it quite unhealthy, actually. And I feel like I've got to be quite careful because I, I, I'm kind of like, I, I don't want to do that to India because it'll end up, when she buggers off and gets a boyfriend or whatever, I'll be a state at home. You'll be bereft. And you've got to kind of kind of get yourself together a little bit like, okay, cool. She has to go away every other weekend with her dad. That's quite, like, really hard for me. So I, you kind of have to go, right now, actually, I've got to put a... Um, got to be kind of sensible about this. And also, that's actually probably quite healthy for you and yeah. for her. Yes, because absolutely. You know, I, I always I always think this that you know, um, you know, sending your kids to nursery or preschool or whatever as awful and hard as it is mm. to begin with, and it is mm. like those, those first settling in sessions, or like leaving your toddler yeah. crying and thinking, yeah. oh my god, I'm the worst parent ever. But actually, in the long run, it's such a good thing to mm. do, and I think that it is getting that encouraging that independence yeah. and you know absolutely and giving yourself some space yeah. as well yeah. so important isn't yeah. it um i read um something about how you had been mum shamed around babysitting tell me about that were you were you using a babysitting app so uh it was actually bubble and bubble and basically i did a post about it ages ago because i generally i found i started using it a couple of years ago and so it's an apps. app that you can log on and you can find so a babysitter. You find, you find trusted babysitters in the local area. And they had to go through so many different checks to get on the app in the first place. But it was very new and no one had ever heard of it before. And it's kind of... I can understand why some people might think it's scary. But it's... Um, it's been going for a few years now and I've just invested in it because I absolutely love it. Oh, and really? I use it, yeah. But long story short, it was this comment, it was, I think it was one comment and it said, oh, I bet you don't even use this stuff and you're promoting it. And actually I use it, I, I've used it for a couple of years and I, I love it. Mm. And that's why I've invested in it. And it's basically giving, giving you the opportunity to get you time back again. Not just going to get your hair and makeup done or going to the gym in the morning. Because I use it for just maybe an hour to go to the gym in the morning for 45 minutes so they come to their house so you can get the same babysitter who you trust and love or you can mix it up a bit and you can read their profiles check them out what they've got what they do I mean half of them are midwives or teachers anyway and they've got a lot more experience than I have um but you basically and they come within 20 minutes to your house and they're amazing and because because of that India again is so confident Mm -hmm. and she just gets they get straight on the floor start playing and it's really great to see and you can even get them in when you want to do a bit of housework around the house or, you know, do some work upstairs. Like, it's you don't have to leave the house with them. So yeah. you can really... It's it's not for everyone, but I think it's because it's something new. Get them in so you can have a little nap. Exactly. <laughs> and they're brilliant. And I I, mean, I, I tell my mum and friends about it all the time. And they're like, oh my God, that's really saved me. Because even your even some relationships that you you know you you, you want to go out last minute you, you, you can't be spontaneous when you're, when you're a parent anymore. No, really. ever. But this allows you to be a bit spontaneous. Yeah. And... I've not had one bad experience and I would recommend it highly because it's just it's been really good for me and getting some me time back again that's really interesting actually because I've I remember maybe a couple of years ago seeing um 
Instagram, like mums on Instagram that I know, advertising bubble. And at the time, I was quite kind of like, ooh, I'm not yeah. sure about that. Mm-hmm. But hearing you talk about it just now, it's making me think, oh, maybe I'll look into this. Oh, my God. You're I, doing honestly, a really good job at selling it. Well, it's not even... I don't... I don't... I think... The first one's always quite scary. I get that. So get them to come in whilst you're doing some housework. And you can just, like, watch them and observe them. You can ask other parents on the app what they've thought. And, you know, you can get so much information before you actually book them. Yeah. And they're all... I mean... Like I said, they're, they're all brilliant. It's interesting though, isn't it? Because like, you know, going back to the mum shaming things, like, I do remember um, when uh, these uh, mums that I know on Instagram were promoting Bubble, yeah. um, there were quite a lot of negative comments. Of people saying, be. I can't believe you Maybe would use an app. It's like, you know, I think people were comparing it to Uber. Like, yeah. oh, you're basically, you know... Um, yeah, you're getting a stranger around. How on earth could you do this? But you're then, a bad mum. Then that's kind of what your, our parents did when they first met a babysitter. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's how you kind of originally meet someone. You don't know them immediately coming into the house. You know, back in the day, my parents used to have to ask their friends' kids to come look after us, and they weren't qualified. They had no idea. They were just kids. They would just sit on the sofa. Just sit on the sofa. <laughs> and, you know, they couldn't drive. Probably were you know whatever. Um, at least, and, and it was difficult to kind of arrange. But this is just, they're all so checked. And it's, and of course it's, um, people are comparing it to Uber because it's, it's a tech, it's an app. Mm. And, um, but it's, it is the most trusted app you can get. I, I think people are a bit suspicious of, of anything like that, aren't they? That is app based. Anything, anything new, like people didn't want to get an Uber because it's someone driving. I they, didn't. No. My best mate had to basically uh, call me an Uber on her account for the first time ever. This was years ago. Mm. So I was just like, there is no way I'm getting into yeah, that random man's car. Everyone was terrified. But she was like, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. They're all checks, you know. Yeah, but like, the, the, I mean, I, mean I, I definitely wouldn't, I would never compare Uber and Bible sit sitter nannies the same. But um, these are way more checked, obviously, than Ubers. But it's... Uh, it's, it's really, I think it's going to be huge. I really do. I believe in it massively because it's helped me and my friends beyond belief. I, even if I have a shoot, I'll get someone to meet me at the, at the studio and they'll literally just play with her whilst I get the shots done and they'll come wow. and they'll go back. It's so easy. That's really it's handy. so really, really amazing. Yeah. It's been so nice to chat yeah, to you. It's lovely chatting to you too. Thank you for the cup of Earl Grey tea. <laughs> it was really nice. Was it good? I feel a little bit like I might go home and buy myself some Ooh, Earl Grey. Do it. You've, you've converted me. I, like, I love that. Yes, I might have to start, start thinking of twinings now. And <laughs> um, before we before we finish, um, what advice would you have for um, anyone who feels like they are being mum shamed? So, you know, by a friend on Facebook, by someone on Instagram, they feel a little bit like they're being judged for um, some kind of parenting I mean, thing. You can always. I love the mute button, so you can't see them or hear about them, or just delete block. I love that block button. It's quite extreme, though, isn't it? Especially if it's somebody who you're mates with. I do, or just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I hate confrontation, so I'm not really one for bringing something up unless it is really starting to bother me. And there's been a few times where I've had to speak to not mums but friends. Obviously, like we all, we all have fallouts with our friends occasionally. And you just have to be honest. Get yeah. a bottle of wine, sit down, have a few glasses, and you feel the confidence and just say something. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? Half the time they probably have no idea they're doing it. And yeah. also half the time, I remember my my best friend. She had baby number two, um, two under two, and she really struggled with number two. And I thought she was being really short with me and really flippant and a bit of a bitch actually. I was like, oh God, she's talking to her like kind of really petty. And turned out she messaged me out the blue a few months later. 
I left it. I left it. I was like, do you know what? I'm just not going to bother. Like, she can come to me when she wants to apologise or just be normal with me. And she said, I've actually really suffered. I'm suffering from post depression mm. and I'm finding it really hard. And I'm sorry if you feel like I haven't been there or whatever, but I'm really, really struggling. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, okay, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. I just thought you were being a bitch. Do you know what I mean? It's, and you have, and, and if it is other mums... I mean, A, our hormones are going up and down all over the place. We're all bloody exhausted. We've all got something going on, let's face it. So just, I think you've just got to kind of take that on board as well. Give people the benefit of the doubt Absolutely. and think about what they might be going through. Yeah. It's, it's natural, I think, to kind of focus, you centre things on yourself quite often. Oh my gosh, yeah. And you think that it's about you and actually quite often it's just about them and what yeah. they're going through. And I think also just don't ever compare. I, I've, I've struggled with con- not comparing on Instagram um, I can look at like the perfect like you know oh. mummy and daddy and their baby and and it's like oh god I feel so bad blah 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 but actually you have no idea what's going on like again you have no idea what's you going don't. on you don't do you know what I tend to do as well and this is this is crazy but I kind of like look through my Instagram feed and I almost compare myself to everyone else collectively yeah. so I'm like she's got an amazing house <laughs> yeah. she's got really cute kids you know, oh wow, look at her amazing outfit. Yeah. And so in my mind, I'm comparing myself to everybody together, which yeah. is, how are you ever going to, you know, no. be that person? No, exactly. But also, my mum always says comparison is the thief of happiness, and it's so true. Yeah. I remember, like, just just feeling, I remember feeling so shit, really let low. I think India had gone, off, gone for the weekend. I just felt really tired, and just, I had my grey sprouting out my head. I felt just frank. And mum said, I just called my mum in tears. I was like, I'm really feeling weird. She said, go to the dress, get your hair, get your greys done and do a bit of retail therapy. Just go to, go, go to Zara and get a couple of something to make you happy. And I did. And it, having my greys done made, I mean, oh my God, I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting so much older. I get excited by hoovers and having my greys done. <laughs> um, but it really, it really did help. Like, and, and I think that's another thing. That bubble is great. It does allow you to go and, have that new time again. Go and get your nails done. Have a, I love having a spray tan. Like, you know, just make yourself feel good about yourself. Yeah. And go on a date with your boy, your husband, boyfriend, whatever. Go and have like a romantic night out. Or even romantic night in. Just get someone to look after the kids if, you, if yeah. you're waking up, if they're waking up, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think self-care is such a huge thing. We talk about a lot at Mummy Tribe and it's so important. Because without self-care, you, you're not going to, you can't be the best version of yourself for your kids. You can't. On that note, thank you so much for being my no, guest. Thank it you. It has been <laughs> such a treat. Oh, brilliant. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. Bless you for coming. Binky was so, so lovely. I would quite happily pop round next week for another cup of Earl Grey. So Binky, if you're up for that, just let me know. Um, but thank you for listening. As always, please hop onto iTunes and rate and review and subscribe to the podcast and I'll catch up with you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.